Let me tell you about my sponsor, Gummy Cube. Now, Gummy Cube are supporting this show and they are absolutely awesome when it comes to helping you rank for the right keywords in the app stores for your apps. Pretty relevant, right? So Gummy Cube can help your users find your app through search on the app store and ranking for the right keywords can increase your reach by about five to 10 times what you're getting right now. So get found on the app stores. Go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. Thanks, Gummy Cube, for being so awesome and continuing to support the show. So I have a wonderful sponsor called app press and they will help you create an app for the app store without knowing any code now don't just take my word for it why not let me read you out some of the recent comments that were left in product hunter kelly mcgrath just signed up looking forward to playing around while i have some downtime and troy sims says love it this will lead to great democratization of beautiful interactive creative content campaigns so people are talking about app press uh, you need to get over to www.app-press.com Dot com. That's www.app-press.com. And thank you very much to AppPress for continuing to support this show. Hi, I'm Kevin Kleiman. I'm one of the co-founders of Roar, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is the show where we take some of the most inspiring guests that uh, we can find and uh, present them to you so that they can inspire you to do something uh, really awesome with your life. And uh, I know that we've had people who are listening right now who have made a change in their lives and uh, e- even uh, have quit uh, jobs and, and gone into become um, uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, or certainly made changes to, to the path that they're pursuing. Now, I'm really interested in today's guest because uh, if you go and check out this website, it's somewhere.com, uh, somewhere.com, and you will see uh, a beautiful, um, slick website that uh, has the strap line, where we're going, we don't need CVs. And for all you Americans, that's resumes. You don't need resumes. Um, Let me introduce Duncan Goff. Uh, He is the uh, founder of this company, and we're going to talk about his journey with this and what we can learn. So, Duncan, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Hi, Paul. Thank you for having me. Tell us about Somewhere. What what are you trying to achieve there? Somewhere is... um it's a, it's a website that's been running for a few years now, and it's kind of based on this idea that work has changed. Work has changed for everybody. And I think actually the problem that we're experiencing now is that no one knows how to talk about what they do anymore because job titles don't apply and job descriptions don't really apply. I think a lot of people still have jobs where that kind of stuff is still relevant, but for, for most of us, especially young people coming out of schools and universities, colleges what a job title is and what what kind of jobs that they want it's less about working for a large organization more about doing their own thing making their own app making their own ideas come true and we don't really have the tools to kind of talk about that stuff so somewhere just a place where you can talk about what it is that you do at work and and share what you do at work right because i've had that problem for years Uh, i mean boring like friends family trying to explain to people that uh you know what i do and and they just don't get it and there's no yeah uh, and of course what what you do is almost sometimes what defines you. I mean, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, you know, it kind of puts you in a box. But what you're saying is that's all breaking down. Yeah, I mean, there are still those careers that are professions, right? And I think, you know, I certainly did when I was growing up, I wanted a profession, but then you realize that 
it's hard to have that. You, it's not there for everybody. And I didn't actually, I didn't think I'd be kind of as satisfied in it if I had a profession where I was just like working on something nine to five. As you say, it kind of defines your, your life these days. It's not about a work-life balance. It's a work-life mashup as much. It's a split between what you do and who you are. Both of them are kind of uh, key to, to how you perceive yourself. So, so let's, um, let's try and figure out then how we can help some of the listeners, the Appster tribe, who uh, are, they tend to be uh, entrepreneurs, digital nomads, uh, like working either um, doing these, these part-time projects or, or actually doing this full-time. And uh, what, what should they be doing then with your service? Somewhere is a place to, it can, we have, we have uh, two different sides to what we do. One side is helping you share your work and another side is helping you find people. So, I mean, there's, there's a question of if you want to understand what it is you do, then somewhere is a great place to come because we have a, a whole bank of these things we call provocations, which are questions about what you do and how you work and how you think about work. So if you're, if you're interested to kind of create a profile and, and help uh, use summer as a way to kind of help you understand what it is you do, then you can come and create a profile and answer our questions. We have we have loads of these provocations that will help you kind of dig into what you think is important about what you do and your work. And actually what kind of falls out of that is that as you answer these questions, we help you uh, meet and connect with other people who think about work in the same way that you do. So it's not maybe that they agree with you, but it's that they're thinking about work in the same kind of principles. They're answering the same questions about work and life and, and what you want to do and what you have done in the, in the same way that you do. Uh, so somewhere is a great place to go to kind of understand what it is you do. I, you know, unfortunately, we still don't give you a job title at the end of it. We just still don't say like you're, you're, you're an XYZ or like the Myers-Briggs stuff, you're an INTF or whatever. We, we don't give you something nice and packaged that you can take away with because it is you know, fundamentally, all of this stuff is its just messy. This is the difference between us and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a place that's really uptight and it's really organized and your profile is only ever going to be 80% complete. But on somewhere, you know, it's its always 100% complete, but there's just so much more to do. We're not going to give you a nice, simple profile and we don't give you kind of job titles and answers to the questions. We can just point you in the right direction and connect you with people. <laughs> so, and that's so, the, sounds awesome. I have to say, Duncan, it sounds, <laughs> Thank you. oh, it's, it's just like what I love about this show where you uncover some of these just the most amazing uh, people doing, doing stuff like you, where you're breaking everything down, rethinking it and, and mm-hmm. bringing us new stuff. So, so uh, let's say, imagine then I uh, have a project now that I want to undertake and I'm really struggling to find the right people, like-minded people to get involved. Uh, I also come to your website for that. Is that right? Right, we can help you find those people. Um, what we found, though, is um, we kind of refer to this as sort of talent pool stuff. And it's more about taking the time just to be connected to those people over a longer period of time. I think there's a lot of websites, a lot of places you can go to where, especially with creative people, it's like, I need a, I need a designer to do this or a, um, a developer to make me an app for this. And I think there, there are places and probably better places than somewhere to go and find those people if you need them kind of like on demand or like just in time. But for us, it's more about connecting with people and just gathering together a bunch of people who work and think about work in the same way that you do. And then having that, those people to kind of refer to and, and talk to and, and work with, but over a longer period of time. So we have a lot of companies who do this who come with us and 
they just use somewhere as a place to be connected to lots and lots of people to expose themselves to people who who are just genuinely passionate about work like everyone listening to this podcast is passionate about work by the virtue of the fact that they're downloading your podcast and listening to it it's the same with somewhere if you're on somewhere then you're you're kind of pioneering and you're just way more interested in about work and more thoughtful and more caring about what you do so somewhere's a place if like if you're working on a project it's just a place to come and meet people and you might not you might be looking for a designer and you might not find a designer you might find someone else who's kind of pushes you on your idea in a different direction. So it's those kind of connections that, that we can make for you. Yeah. So, so for example, I, I had some big challenges recently. I was talking about uh, uh, editing the shows and uh, trying to get my show onto Spotify. Uh, and mm-hmm. so really when I have challenges, I should be thinking about uh, coming into your community and just uh, talking about some of the big, big challenges and hoping that people like can just help and know where the resources I can go to, to find answers to what I'm looking for. Is that, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Um, especially because there are people who are facing the same challenges every day. Um, and what's really nice for us is that the kind of flip side of this is for, you know, you and I are kind of more firmly established in our careers. So asking these questions about projects is, you know, it's quite a, a nice place for us to be. We're, we're in a position where we can make things and we can talk to people and ask for advice. But if you're young and you're trying to, find out what you want to do with your life, it's, it's actually nice to kind of see this stuff in public. If, if you're young and you're getting started and you can see what, that you and I are, people are a little bit further along, but we're still having the same kind of questions, still maybe sort of stuck in our careers or still trying to find out how to, how to run meetings, how to work with people properly. It's nice for younger people to see that and to see it publicly shared and you know, people kind of talking about this stuff openly. So it, in that kind of sense, anything kind of shared on somewhere always gives us like a second second kind of value from it because there are people who are just like learning and getting started who can come and see this stuff and 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 see like it's a better kind of version of careers advice to see other people talking about problems that they're having and and resolving them as well oh this is great you and i are definitely on the same page duncan because uh, (laughs) it's it's one of the reasons why i set up this show i mean i have uh, people that come to me and say paul this is this guest has inspired me to do this or you know Mm -hmm. just that because you know, when you're 18, I remember um, going into the careers service and I just had some crusty old person, you know, telling me I, what to do. And I saw a picture of, <laughs> had a picture of Richard Branson on the wall. I thought, no, I'll do what he's doing. And that's all we had. <laughs> and now, yeah, it always looks safer, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, careers and, advice gets a bad reputation. And then the problem you've got as well, I think, uh, just listening to you, is that we sometimes are bombarded by what is expected of us. And we only ever see the most successful people, like, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk. And yeah, that's a nice, like, mentor in a way, but that's way beyond, you know, where you are at the start. You need, to see what's happening with the real real world people in a way that's more achievable and could possibly shape you more is that right yeah exactly you know the the, the mundane parts of life are interesting too um everyone everyone starts there like over the whole kind of saying about an overnight success taking years it's, it's so true we could probably all be Bridget branson but it's the, the getting there that's the difficult bit and that's just you know that's one foot in front of the other it's it's a very slow process every day um but again, that's something that if you if you go on a podcast and talk about your work and say that you know you you experience problems and you have the same doubts and frustrations as everyone else does, you know, the same self doubt that everyone else experiences. If you explain that, you know, then people might understand that these things take a long time. And if you have if you have an idea, if you're passionate about something, you want to work on something, then the best thing you can do is just move it along a little bit every day. You know, you're talking about what should people do? Can we give them advice? I think. 
the biggest kind of regret and the biggest advice I'll give anyone is just start now, do it now. Because I've always had this kind of feeling that it, any, any idea that you're passionate about might take kind of five years of your life. So if something like somewhere, which is you know, obviously very important to me, I, I'm willing to dedicate five years of my life to that just to get it started. If it's a project that you're into and you think it's valuable and you want to pursue it, then I would always kind of earmark you know, at that amount of time to work on a project. Like this podcast for you might be a five-year kind of endeavor. And if it's successful, you'll keep going with it because there's no reason, you, as long as it's still something you're passionate about, you'll keep doing it. But actually when you break things down into kind of five-year blocks, then there isn't much time to do stuff. So start now. Start now, do it now. And actually our friend uh, yeah. Richard, that's what he says. <laughs> and, you know, the closest yeah. I got to achieving my dream was to hang out with him at his house once and um oh, nice. and uh, that was it and uh, unfortunately um i i uh, didn't uh, make his um any anywhere near the money he's made but i mean who cares <laughs> uh, I, I got to hang out at his house one day that was fine so um the other thing then is we i'd love to learn about you because you you um you know you're inspiring to listen to what what um uh, is this your full time like um gig in a way uh, or is it like a side project for you um and, and what on earth did you do to get involved in this yeah it's a side project that turned into a full-time gig um i was lucky enough to start working in london um around about the time when there was the kind of the dot-com boom so there were just jobs everywhere so i went from job to job to job and i worked in a whole bunch of different startups in london and saw the the good and the bad of it all um and that was a great kind of training scheme for me and then that that kind of culminated in starting a company in san francisco um around about kind of 2007 2008 and having you know anyone with a decent idea could pick up some money if you were if you were good at explaining yourselves and you know fortunately my co-founders were very good at talking about what they did and had some immensely strong networks so we were able to raise money and build our own kind of games company and i did that for a few years and that was that was the kind of the culmination of my kind of a journey through London to San Francisco to learning about startups to running my own um, and then sadly that company shut down but then after that it was you know there was there was no turning back it was like okay there's more things I want to do and so it was always a case since then of having kind of side projects that I worked on I worked with a very smart friend who runs a, a quarterly magazine called Hack Circus and you know writing content for her and submitting articles and ideas was always something that I had kind of spinning around in the background and being able to focus on other things as outside of somewhere is, is immensely valuable to me. Um, that's, you know, that's the, the positive. The negative is that, you know, as summer has become this kind of side project that's taken over and become my full-time job. And, you know, it, it's very kind of important and valuable to me. It's also meant that the side projects, the other things I get to do, I don't have so much time for anymore. So it's always a, a struggle and a fight to, to get involved in other things that I want to do. Um, so it's, it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse sometimes. I think you'll want to check out this sponsor, Gummy Cube. Uh, they are supporting the show and they can help you market your app. They are enabling app store optimization, which actually is discoverability of your app. And if you think about one of the long running themes of this show, it's discoverability in the app stores. Well, GummyCube can help you out with discoverability. More than 50% of mobile apps are discovered via search. So why are you not thinking about your keywords, your title, your description, your screenshots, your icon, just getting some expert help so that you can be discovered in the app store. 
I mean, even if you've built the world's best app, you've still got to get it in front of your target market. And this is where GummyCube can help out. So I highly recommend going over and just checking out what they can do. It's best to go to their website, www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. Or you can go to theappguy.co and search for Dave Bell and listen to his episode where he goes into great detail about what GummyCube are doing. And thank you very much to GummyCube for continuing to be a great supporter of this show. So let me tell you about my fantastic sponsor called AppPress. Now they have been the highest upvoted product on Product Hunt for an app creation tool. They have so far, as I'm recording this, uh, 589 upvotes. And you know, it's great because you don't need to take my word for it. Let's just look at some of the comments that are being said about AppPress. Uh, Brent Summers says, looks awesome. What are some of the most popular consumer apps? And Grant Glass, the founder, says that several popular apps have been created using AppPress. We've got Nordstrom, Verizon Wireless, and if you want something fun, The Best Teaser by Tyson Kelly. And uh, another comment here by Trey Sims, love it. This will lead to great democratization of beautiful interactive marketing, creative content campaigns. Liam says, love to play with this, like the concept already. So loads of people are loving AppPress, so what are you waiting for? Go to www.app-press.com. That's www.app-press.com. And thank you very much to AppPress for sponsoring this show. Yeah, well, I, certainly anyone listening to this who is listening at work uh, should be definitely doing a side project. I mean, look what happens when side projects become successful. Uh, they, mm. they, they become your full-time uh, gig in a way. So... Uh, that's definitely inspiring. Now, Duncan, there are two more things that we try to do on the show uh, before we say goodbye to you. Uh, one is that uh, we love to try and work out if you have any big pain points in your business right now uh, that we could um, potentially flesh out an idea for an app to solve. So I wondered if you could think back to your you know, last few months of working and think of like some of the big frustrations uh, because that's where the, the um, interesting ideas come from yeah i mean actually my, my, my biggest pain point right now is, is kind of a it's more of a personal one but that's it ties into the the fact that um I, I need these kind of side projects i need something outside of work to, to kind of keep me sane as it were um, and i find reading books is is immensely valuable to me and that does reading a good book is just fantastic and I, I kind of tear through them at the moment and that's my escapism and it's my my kind of the place actually where I get the most inspiration from but the the problem I have is if I have a Kindle I can highlight passages and it syncs up to a web service on Kindle but I, I read some stuff on Kindle I read some stuff that isn't for some reason connected to that service and then I read proper books like original paper books kind of stuff and what I love doing is turning, taking quotes from them and, and saving them online but you know that, that the best I can do is take a picture and, and put that on my Flickr stream or whatever. So an app for me that would be fantastic is something that could amalgamate all those kind of all those moments, all those bits of text, all those photographs. If there was a way where I could take all the favourite passages from books and everything and pull them all together and and keep them somewhere. I mean, I know there is a few things like that. The, the Kindle service does it, and there's a few things like Good Goodreads, I think, and. And it used to be read mill, but they all seem kind of fragmented and they're all really, really hard to do. Um, I think maybe for me, the best thing would just be where I can use my phone to take a picture, share that to a service and then have the text from that picture kind of automatically extracted and indexed and all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, well, well we're actually, be, I mean, Duncan, we're actually living in a world now where we want, expect to share like things with um, like-minded people. And uh, we, in just right. the episode before you, we were talking about uh, trying to share podcasts, which is, again, another big challenge. People can't just clip this particular uh, segment out and, and send it to somebody. Right. So uh, books are the same thing. So anyone who wants to think about um, an, an idea listening to this, I think a good idea is... Uh, what Duncan is saying, take things in physical life that are going into our brains in a way and, and figure out a, a common platform and how to share like, what, what our inputs uh, in an easy way. So um, I yeah. think it's going to be um, a, a more interesting problem as well. It, as, as, as we move into the future, like right now, the things that we share and the things that we need to kind of store and, and, and save is, is photographs and it's audio and maybe it's um, text too. But you think about it in the future, like kids right now are making Minecraft worlds and making amazing worlds in Minecraft. But in 20 years' time when our computers don't run Minecraft anymore, all that stuff is gone. So I actually think the kind of the archival and the backup of all this stuff, all the kind of stupid iPhone games that won't work when your iPhone updates, all that kind of stuff, if, if there's a single place where we can store all this stuff, I think it would be amazing. Oh, yeah, just think of that. Because, you know, actually there's quite... Uh an element of nostalgia going on at the moment with a lot of the games are retro games that are coming back. And, uh, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah that, um, you're right. You know, Minecraft could actually just fall off a cliff when um, it does and you've lost everything you've built. So uh, yeah, exactly. Um, That'd be uh, a, a huge okay. That's, that's a pretty big five-year task then for someone <laughs> <laughs> archive everybody's digital uh, life yep, and history right now. Um, well, Duncan, also, this is a show about apps. It's called The App Guy, and I would love to know what uh, is on your phone. If there's one or two apps you could perhaps recommend to us that uh, you don't think we've come across before, maybe some new ones. Uh, there's, there's, um, there's, there's actually a couple. There's, I love taking pictures, and I love taking black and white pictures. So I have a few apps. I think I have like three or four of the black and white kind of filter apps. Um, I think one is just called Black and White. I'm not sure, but uh, the ones yeah. that... The, yeah, I mean, the, I love that stuff. But the one that I really enjoy is um, this one, ironically called Spark Camera. I think it might be from IDEO, but that just takes, it's a really nice way of recording video. Um, you just touch the screen to record, and I think it records 45 seconds of video at most kind of thing. And I, I've just found that that has the the right kind of qualities for me to be able to, to keep that app and to launch it whenever I want to take a video. It's It's easy to use. The whole thing kind of just works simply. It has a few filters so I can make it look black and white um and I, I love that one but the other one that i use and this is you know probably more kind of niche and more specific to me is an app called Shipfinder, and it's because i live very close to the river thames in london so i see a lot of the kind of boats going up and down and i, I just love kind of watching them and you can track them because all these ships have um gps on them so it's one of those apps where it's the kind of perfect reason why it, it exists because of all the technology in the phone and the GPS and internet and mapping stuff. So you put it all together and I can watch these boats go past my flat, but then you can zoom out and you can see that there's more and there's more. And as you zoom out to kind of the kind of more global level, you see how many boats and ships there are sailing around. It's fantastic. It's one of those apps that makes you feel very connected to things and very small at the same time. Well, Duncan, I lived in London for um, the best part of 10 years, I think, and um, oh, nice. Clerkenwell, whereabouts, uh, or Nislington, where, whereabouts are you to describe your location? Uh, I'm down in South London near Greenwich. 
Beautiful, yeah. Uh, if you've I ever mean, been down there, it's very nice. It is extremely nice. And uh, I know that uh, obviously a lot of tech startups as well uh, are uh, really starting to populate definitely around. I'm guessing like the, the big place to, to hang out for a startup now is around the Old Street roundabout. Yeah, that's still the place, Old Street and Shoreditch. Yeah. Still, still seem to be the ways to go. Yeah, cool. Um, great. Well, Duncan, thanks very much for coming on the show. All the uh, links to uh, what we've mentioned here and to you will be in the show notes on episode 316. At, just go to co and uh, search for Duncan Goff and you'll see uh, links there. But also, why don't we ask you, we would love to connect. How do we reach out and, and get in touch with you? Uh, the best place is through somewhere. Um, so somewhere.com. Um, forward slash Sutri, S-U-T-T-R-E-E, that's me. Or I'm just Duncan at somewhere.com. If you want to email me, that would be fantastic. It's a cool email address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, Duncan, thanks very much. Um, very, very inspiring. Definitely a lot uh, to digest and appreciate uh, you coming on. Nice one. Thank you very much. Cheers. Uh, and bye for now. See ya. Bye. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show just to remind you that i am sponsored by app press and they are an app creation tool that will help you get native apps on the app store code free they are one of the most upvoted products on product and for app creation tools and so that tells you everything you need to know you can go and try it out for free by going to www.app-press.com that's www.app-press.com and thank you very much to App Press for to continuing to support the show. So here we are at the end of another episode and another load of reviews to read out. I did promise to read out all the reviews from you and that's what I'm doing. So here we go again. Uh, I'm now continuing from the 27th of January 2015. These are the reviews on uh, Apple iTunes and your Apple default podcasting app. Fabio Witt from Brazil, five stars. Cheers from Brazil. Excellent presentation, great content, and awesome, uh, awesome customer relationships. Congratulations. Thank you, Fabio. 30th of January 2015, a frustrated business person in the UK. A great podcast. It's nice to be able to listen daily to people talking about small, practically newborn industries. Well, you're right. Uh, there was, uh, it doesn't seem long ago until you know we had mobile phones that actually had no apps on them <laughs> so and we just made phone calls and sent texts how long ago that seems now um, highly recommended us uh, web girl uh, it's a joy to listen to paul's voice i've been thinking of writing an app for a long time i was surprised how this podcast sparked some inspiration and excitement to start the project lots of great insights by other developers and ideas are directly relevant to the projects I have in mind. Thanks for the great podcast. Webgirl from the US, you get a five star from me right now just for writing that. Uh, the, uh, okay, uh, this is, I believe, New Zealand. Okay, Jim Collis, or J.M. 
Collis, five stars, 11th of Feb. Great podcast, a really interesting host who interviews interesting people. It's always interesting to hear how other developers approach their craft. I really recommend this. JM Collis, thank you. Easy going and great to listen to. UK, oh, Fred Rivet. Now, Fred is an ex-guest on this show. I do remember having a good chat with Fred Rivet and Mike Gartwood. So we'll see if Mike has left a review after Fred. Um, it'd be interesting to see if that's happened. But here we go. Easy going and great to listen to. Paul has such a great style, which has clearly developed with experience with over 230 episodes so far. Well, how about over 300 now, Fred? Uh, I love how Paul leads the conversation yet doesn't dominate them and always goes with, with the greatest respect or always does so with the greatest respect for his guests. A great high quality podcast for sure. Fred Rivet, you rock. That's great. There we are. Another episode up to the 11th of Feb. This is taking longer than I thought. I'm loving this. Thank you so much for just this awesome uh, five-star reviews and uh, I'll be sure to leave some more in the near future. For now, thank you very much for listening.